Welcome all to the Q with Q. I am super excited to have this conversation and I welcome you all back to it. I am talking to Miss Sabrina Lewis, who is Miss Black Texas. Okay, Miss Black Texas. We have some things to talk about. As you can see, if you're listening to it on the podcast, you can't see it. But if you're watching on YouTube, I'm rocking my Make Black Count shirt. She's rocking her Miss Black Texas slash Miss Black USA sash. Baby, we're black on black and we're going to be talking about it. Uh, Miss Sabrina Lewis, thank you so much for uh, talking to me. Say hi to the people. Hello, everyone. I'm super honored to be here today. Um, you know, we're trying to keep this black on black movement 100% positive and, you know, just positive vibes, really. Blackout is the best thing there is right now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We want to show people that being black is okay and that we can still interact with people who are not black as well. It's all about being one with one another, right? So yes. could you just introduce yourself to us, kind of let us know who you are, why you chose to run for Miss Black Texas, um, and what that actually looks like, what all that entails. So I'm Sabrina. I am a Houston resident, um, but I am a Wichita Falls native. So hey to Wichita Falls. Um, I am, of course, your Miss Black Texas USA 2020. I graduated from Lamar University. I mm -hmm. am a United States Navy reservist. Okay. I am founder of my own nonprofit called RTR. I am ex. Oh, this I am is these affirmations. <laughs> Y'all know how many mornings I got up and said these affirmations. <laughs> to know that they real, that energy. It just I'm a got out of my seat. Okay. Got, got a little chill on your, on your <laughs> Wait, side, huh? I'm just saying this at 4 a.m. I am, I am, I am, and now I am. Okay. okay. That felt good. <laughs> Take a moment, breathe in, breathe out. <laughs> right. All right, cool. Go is, ahead. The floor is, is still yours. <laughs> uh, uh, a little bit about me is I is that I uh, found out that I had a love for numbers. Um, I don't want to say late in life, but just in time in life. And then I realized not only did I have a love for numbers, I've always had a love for people and helping people have the same information that I have. I'm that one friend that's always like, did you know? Did you know? Did you know? And now I get to do that. And it's my, it's my job. It's my day-to-day -day in and out type of thing, helping people understand budgeting, financial literacy, and as a whole, um, I just did a two-day seminar in my hometown um, with the residents of a domestic, at a domestic violence shelter, and these oh, wow. women were hugging me. I guess they, you know, we, I guess we said whatever COVID-19. I do not, I do not operate oh. <laughs> hugging and talking on nobody. But um, these women were very, very happy. There was also men, of course, um, for this information and. I've come to the realization it's not that people don't want to do right when it comes to their money and finances. It's that they don't yeah. know how and they think it's hard. It's kind of like learning something in a math class. It's hard until the process has been explained to you and broken down and there's patience. Mm. There. So that's that's pretty much me. Why did I decide Miss Black Texas USA? I was on Google thinking about <laughs> dog on Google. Okay, talk to us. <laughs> Y'all, I'm not no happy, inspiring extra story. I'm just Sabrina. I was <laughs> I was on Google and I was looking, I had um I do a lot of writing, um, several, several journals, and I had been writing about um something I wanted to give to the world in regards 
uh, to community economics to close the wealth gap for African Americans. Um, and so I decided to look up to see if any other nonprofit out there was doing what I wanted to do. Mm. And uh, the Miss Black Texas, uh, I'm sorry, the Miss Black USA pageantry system is a nonprofit. And I had to run across, run across it. So um, I just opened it up and I was like, I'm probably too old for this. Like, you know, I know I look really young. I know I don't look like I deserve a drink. <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm a little too old for this, but I filled out the application anyway. Um, I got a call and I went through, you know, two to three more interview processes, or two or three more interviews. And they were like, you're the perfect candidate. You are what we're looking for. You are what we're looking for. Um, would you accept the title? And I was like, yeah, I, I accept your title. Everything oh, accept the title of Miss Black Texas. USA. Got it. They were you know, they had my resume and all this other stuff. And I was just, I was just, I don't want to say I was just doing it to do it, but I was really yeah. out looking to make sure that if I needed to add to what somebody else had going on, or if I could create my own nonprofit, because I, I don't really like divisiveness. I like unity. Mm -hmm. So I don't necessarily believe in starting your own something when somebody else is doing the exact same thing. But I came mm -hmm. across this and I told her, this is what I was trying to do. And I had, my interviews and they mm. asked me a lot of questions and they said you're miss black texas material we want you we you know talked yeah. about hey. and that's how it was so that's there were there's several things that i kind of want to pull out of there uh one so you did the miss black texas because you were looking to start your own nonprofit. that's that's how you got here you were in search to start your own profit. Oh, you came yeah and you came across this 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 pageant pageantry system and thought hey this might be a great uh jumping board right if i'm able to do this this could potentially propel me into that thing that i want to do and so you go and you have these interviews and you're crowned miss black texas now i first off kudos to you for like you know searching out trying to find out you know what it is you want to do and definitely using opportunities to build upon themselves, right? So that's that's totally dope. But I guess my mind is blown. I don't want to spend too much time on figuring out how the whole pageant world works. But you said, in my mind, I'm like, oh, pageant, Miss Black Pitch is like, oh, y'all were y'all like on the stage? Y'all had to do the bikini thing? What do you want? World peace? All of that. But what it sounds like is this was something different. Yes, because yeah. COVID, it was different. It was different in the sense that they couldn't get all the women together and okay. I don't want it to be like, oh, I did miss, I um, applied to Miss Black Texas because I wanted a platform for my nonprofit. Mm -hmm. I was looking to see if there were right. out there who were doing what I, what I had envisioned for the Black community to help right. forward. And this um, this particular nonprofit popped up, and I'm yeah. like, hmm, let me just click on this button. I got right. a call, right. and I had so happened to do a photo shoot not too long before that and they said hey can you send us your picture and mm. she calls me and then I get another call and this lasts for about a month or two and they're yeah. like we want you so I was like Perfect. Yeah. okay yeah absolutely I mean congrats let's definitely clean that up you know <laughs> sis was already doing the work looking for her own self and this came yeah. about but we're still going to congratulate you that you you know that you won and that you know it is uh, going to help you as you further on. I'm a I'm a huge 
huge advocate and proponent of like give and take, right? And everything that we do, well, majority of everything that we do, you know, if you're giving to something, what can you also get out of it? And that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's not an yeah. opportunistic thing. That is taking the opportunity, right? And, and creating this thing that you want. So I'm going to applaud you from that because that's how I look at it. Um, so you said you, you, you're you really interested in, in finance and, and, and helping the Black community. Is that what your platform uh, is based upon in Miss Black Texas? Like, is it, is it centered around finances? It's centered around financial literacy, yes. Financial um, literacy, okay. Spreading knowledge of financial literacy within our community. Okay. Um, so... It's me going out, doing these workshops, uh, doing my Money Tip Mondays. I actually just got invited to uh, by Homegirls Podcast. I got a call from my publicist, and she yeah. tells me, Homegirl Podcast wants you to be their official financial advisor. I said, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, Do what, what? now? <laughs> and she's like, yes, yes, yes. And, you know, she sends my bio and everything over, and we have a call. And it's like... It's it's really surreal, especially during COVID, to be advancing in anything. Yeah. It's just yeah, beautiful. Absolutely. But yes, I'm big on financial literacy and educating people on the system that they're in because a lot of people are living in a system and do not know how that system works. Yeah. Um, I had an older woman uh, watching my um, Money Tip Monday. She gets my number from my mom. I was like, Mom, you just can't. <laughs> First off, mama, you can't just get my number out. <laughs> um, I didn't know that I was only supposed to spend 30% or less on my credit cards. She's like, I pay my credit card bills every month as if I was a creditor. She was like, I pay my credit card bills every month. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know that that was the case. And yeah. she was like, thank you so much. She's like, I just didn't. She's like, I was just paying it, hoping that everything would be okay. What she was doing, she was, I'm going to say maxing out, but spending about 70, 80% of a credit card, then paying it off. Yeah. But that doesn't build your credit. It actually makes it look like you need the credit available to you to make it month to month. Mm, to maintain. Exactly. So, okay. you know, like, very happy. And, you know, I, and the thing I tell them, multiply your uh, balance by 0 0.30. And she was like, thank you so much for breaking that down. That let me know that I was doing everything that I was supposed to be doing. Like, yeah. Felt really good. It felt really yeah, you got that affirmation. You got and and I just learned something from you. What you so what you're telling me is credit. Although it's an available tool, you have to play the credit and don't let the credit play you. It's yes. like chess and not checkers. Yes. Spend some, use it, but don't make it look like you need it. So you got to play that play that field. Is exactly. is that right? Yes. And okay. that's credit grow. You know. Okay. And they offer you, when someone offers you extended additional credit, take it. Because in that case, it allows the opportunity for you to be able to use more rather mm -hmm. than some people are afraid to take it and say, oh, I don't, I don't want any more because I, I, I can't afford to pay back $2,000 if I spend it. You shouldn't be spending yeah. $2,000. You should be right. spending about $600 of that $2,000 if you right. want it to positively affect your credit. Got it. Got it. Okay. We, we love to hear it. Baby, we love to hear it. Educate us here. Educate us. So what I, I, I'm going to throw you for a little bit of a curveball because I know we did full disclosure, people. One, two full disclosures. Sabrina and I actually went to undergrad with each other. With each other. Go LU. Uh, so we go way back. Yes. So we, we know we know each other from uh, our college days. But also, I told you we were going to take a break after we hit our next topic. But we're actually going to take a quick break right now. 
And on the other side of it, um, we are going to talk about the world of politics and Kamala Harris obviously being chosen uh, as Joe Biden's vice presidential pick. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. We're already getting some reaction. <laughs> uh, we're already getting some reaction from that. So we're, we're going to take a quick break. And on the other side of the break, we are going to just talk about what that means, what you think about that, and what that says, you know, about the state of our country. So thank you all for uh, tuning in. We will see you on the other side. Welcome back, guys. Again, this is The Q with Q. I don't even think I said in the intro, it's me, Quentin R. Giles, but y'all already know because you've been yeah. with me. Yeah, but you know, I'm supposed, to do, I'm supposed to do my intro all correct and stuff. <laughs> but it is me, Quentin R. Giles, or just Q, and I am talking with the wonderful Sabrina Lewis, who is Miss Black Texas. Thank you, Sabrina, again for being here. And we're just going to jump right back into the conversation, right? So we told the guests or we told the listeners that we were going to be talking about Kamala Harris. So let's talk about it. What are your thoughts now that Kamala Harris is going to be uh, Joe Biden's or is Joe Biden's vice presidential pick? Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Okay. Congratulations, <laughs> Queen. Congratulations. I know that <laughs> I know that there is controversy around her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not going to say I agree or disagree with any of her. I can say that everyone does something that I dis- that I disagree with. Um, right. There are some decisions that she made that maybe I would not have made. But at the same time, she made those decisions while doing her job. Do you know what right. I'm saying? I don't like that people come after her and she was a prosecutor and all that. Um, mm-hmm. She was doing her job, you know. Now... In regards to what this means, what it means to see if Biden is elected, what it means Mm. to see a black woman in office, I don't care what her decisions were, right? Mm. I I really, I'm not saying that I'm in agreement with everything, but what I am saying is right now, there's a black woman that needs the black community support. We're We're not at that part of the process where we're picking a VP. He has selected his VP, and it is a black woman, and we as a community mm. have to make a decision. Are we going to stand behind this black woman? Because there's no replacing her. You know, mm. like, he's already chosen her. So, right. you you have to congratulate, and you cannot allow that extra noise. Mm. That extra noise is unnecessary. It's right. wrong, and it's unacceptable. Everyone can have an opinion. When she gets in office, you hold her accountable, mm. and that's that. But you the tearing her down, um, it's, it's, it's unacceptable. It's just, yeah. it's unacceptable. Yeah, and let me say this, because I just realized before the break, I said uh, two full disclosure moments, but I only gave the audience one. The second one was in reference to Kamala Harris and her ethnicity. So I did a podcast last week um, when, he w- when he announced her, and I was like super excited that we finally knew who it was. Not necessarily that it was Kamala, and I can talk about that a little bit, but that he announced who it was and I was saying, you know, she's a black woman, she's also Indian, she's Native American, and I need to come and clear something up. Sus is not Native American. Sus's mother is from India, so in my excitement of saying Indian, my mind automatically went to Native American. Yeah, and one of my one of my, uh, shout out, I'm not gonna name them because I didn't, I didn't get permission to name them, but shout out to one of my Instagram followers who actually pointed out that I said it, who listened to the podcast and hit me in the DMs and was like, hey, I pre- I'm pretty sure you were just overly excited, but you said this, but she's actually 
you know, uh, Indian from the AAPI community, not yes. Indian Native American community. So that was one thing that I definitely wanted to clear up. Um, and then just to push it into this black woman conversation, because I've been seeing, uh, oh, I saw somebody the other day. Are you familiar with who Candace Owens is? I am familiar with who Candace Owens okay. is. Okay. We're not going to talk about Cand Candace Owens that much. Let's just leave it at that. But okay. somebody said, <laughs> somebody said, you know, well, are we going to be supporting Candace Owens too? They were, they were saying it in a sarcastic way. Are we going to support Candace Owens too? Because she's a black woman. So are we just being selectively black? So I kind of want to talk about. Um, somebody said that to you? No, not to me. I saw it on a post. Okay. It was it wasn't to me. Yeah, I don't think anybody would have said that particularly to me. But it, it got me to thinking. I'm like, okay, well, let's have an educated conversation about it, right? Kamala Harris, although she's been a prosecutor and have all these things in her background, we're talking people. People get credit for evolving, right? People get credit for who they are today, and we have to recognize that sis was in a system, right? So. Yeah. Just like she locked up black men and women, she locked up white men and women as well, just like everybody else across the country that was doing that job. And for me, this is a false equivalence. A Biden-Harris ticket is not a Trump-Pence ticket because just because Trump wasn't in a position of power, right, legislatively or in a DA's office, those policies back in the day, he still supported. He called for the death penalty of the Central Park Five, now known as the Exonerated Five, and still advocates for a lot of those policies today. So let's talk about who we are today. So I just want to clear that up when you talk about, because you mentioned, you know, the Black community, we need to stand up and, and, and be behind her. And I can just hear, uh, uh, what's, a, what's a nice word to say? I, well, I can just hear a troll ch chomping at the bit saying, well, what about a Candace Owens? Or, well, what about a, you know, all this whataboutism, so. I don't think that, there are two points I have to make. Go ahead, and make the point, sis. Catch, catch me when I get off. Yeah. Um, we all have to wake up in the morning and look in the mirror at who we are and what we've done. We, we all have to do that. So please understand that there are, there are people out there who have the worst intentions for her because she was born a black, what we qualify as a black woman. Mm -hmm. She identifies as a black woman. Yes. She black. So there are people who have the worst intentions for her. And it is our job, whether we agree with everything that she's done or not, it kind of goes back to my mom always saying, love your brother and sisters for who they are. They're mm -hmm. not gonna be, they're gonna make their mistakes, congratulate them, when they are doing something good so that when the time comes, you can say, hey, sis, hey, hey, queen, mm -hmm. hey, Miss Harris, mm -hmm. come on, you identify as, 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 as a black woman. You are a black woman. Please be aware and conscious of that as you make this decision, right? Mm -hmm. And I think, it's, I think that people don't want to accept the fact that she was doing her job. She was a part of a system that oppresses black men at a much higher rate than mm -hmm. anybody else when it comes to the justice system and how they, when you're a prosecutor, you're working for the city. So therefore, what they want you to do, you, you have to do. So congratulations to us for doing your job the best way that you know how. Mm -hmm. Now you're about to be in another position where you'll be able to have a little bit more freedom into how you react or how you do things, you know? Mm -hmm. It's time for you to do your job. It's just time for you to do your job. And I, and I, I understand, I feel it, 
but that's a black woman. Are you going to protect this black woman or are mm. you going to tear her down? Because she's already his, she's already his VP can't like that's who yeah. he's talking. So yeah. are you saying I'm going to tear her down and I'm not going to vote for her? And your other option is Trump and Pence? Pence? I think not. Not I. Not I. You're, falling, you're falling. You're falling into the trap that they want you to fall into. Mm-hmm. Tear her down, put bad information out about her. So even people who were thinking about voting are just like, I'm going to throw my hands up. I feel like mm-hmm. I don't have anything left. In reality, you do have something. What is yeah. the alternative? You know what I mean? What is yeah. the alternative to you tearing down this black woman? Yeah, I think um, I think that's good. But I also think I would I would be remiss if I didn't say, you know, we can all have our opinions on her past. Like, I think her and Joe Biden definitely need to come out at some point and, and you know, like let's clear let's clear some stuff up. Like let's be real. The policies and procedures that y'all pushed back in the day were wrong because you've now come out and say, you know, criminal justice this, and you know, you want to change that, and that's great. And that's why I say you get credit. You definitely get credit for your evolution. That doesn't escape you from your past. But let's look at the other side. You still rocking with the past, like so. It's not the same thing. It's just not the same thing. And I kind of want to. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, so my second point is we have to pay attention to how America lumps black, you know? Mm -hmm. He has a different experience in America than someone who is a descendant of slavery. And you go back a little few in generations. Her mother Mm -hmm. was Indian. And her shout outs to her moms who fought for women's rights. Mm -hmm. Shout out to her. In the civil rights. In the civil rights era, that's where her parents Civil rights and women's rights. She was a big proponent Mm -hmm. for women's rights, too. Um, And then her father, if I'm not mistaken, was African, right? Jamaican. Yes, okay. I'm I'm sorry, Ms. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. No, we we here. Let's go. He was Jamaican. He's Jamaican. But I mean, Jamaican is African descent. So yeah, that's an African descent. But at the same time, that's a different experience Mm -hmm. than what someone who has two parents who are descendants of slaves of America would have had. Right? That's a that's a different experience. And so we have to understand that how she was viewing the world, it. It may have been different, but you still have to understand that they lump all blacks. They lump. They lump all blacks together. There's no. There's no distinction. Yeah. What you're saying is, I think. I think what we're what we're agreeing on is that, you know, uh, there are there is context to a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And it doesn't excuse that. That's not what we're we're saying. But what we're also saying is, we're not going to let you take it, use it, and abuse. And exactly. Exactly. Got you. Got you. I want to push in. I want to push in a little more um, to um, the tragic case of Breonna Taylor. Um, I mean, arrest Breonna Taylor's murderers. I'm sorry. Arrest Breonna Taylor's murderers. Oh, facts. Correct. Please today by 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 dinner time. Thank you. Mm And we're we're what a hundred and past one hundred and fifty days before there's been any type of legal action. Like we all know the story. I don't have to recount it. Um, we we should all we I'm sure we all know the story by now. What are your thoughts on that? What does that say that a black woman could be in her house, not only a first responder in this time of COVID nineteen, so risking her life, you know, every day um, as an EMT to help people, could be in her home, be murdered by the police, um, and we are 150 days out 
150 plus days out. And the only thing that's been done is one of the cops that was involved in that uh, murder has been fired. There's been no legal prosecution. Uh, I, I mean, nothing. There's been no recourse. What do you, what, what are your thoughts on that? The sociologist in me just wants to take y'all back to sociology class. I mean, you do what you use that degree. Come on now, we could be we could be two things at once. We could be a beauty queen, Miss Black Texas, and educated. Use the degree. Yeah, use that paper. Use Get that piece of paper. You paid for it, or somebody did. You said you in the you. Uh, I'm sorry. What what military branch? Navy. Navy. The Navy. Did the Navy pay? Let me get out no. your finances. Navy Let me get out. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm sorry. I did, I'm, I'm, that's not even, I don't even need to be asking that. That's not our business. Whatever the fact is, you're educated. It don't matter how you, I got paid. Don't matter how. Please, please use your degree in sociology and, and school us and teach us something and tell us what your thoughts are. There is a hierarchy in every system that you live in. Mm-hmm. In the American system, what we're seeing right now is that Breonna Taylor, as a black woman, is considered a second-class citizen. Mm. And this is, and I, and I love black men. I love y'all. I'm a fight for y'all. I'm a march for black men. Anytime something happens, but let's have an understanding that we are even considered a second-class citizen to black men mm-hmm. because they have. It's just. I'm about to cry, but my lashes are soaking up my tears. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if you want to yank the lashes off, yank the lashes. Yank the no, lashes. you don't understand. Lashes give you a shape. Oh, um, okay. Well, excuse me. Go ahead, queen. I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> uh, it just goes to show. You Do you know that um, it was a poem called Ain't I a Woman Too? And it just goes to show how dehumanized black women really, really are. We don't get the same respect. We don't get equal opportunity. And when I say that, what I mean is that we have to work five times harder to get what others are getting. And it's not to say our struggle is harder than any other, but in cases like this, where it is clear as day that people did wrong, they tampered with evidence. They gave mm-hmm. false testimonies. This woman still cannot get her justice. You won't even arrest the man, even if you're not going to convict them. You won't take him off the streets. Mm-hmm. The bare minimum. I the can't probable even, cause bare minimum. Yeah. I cannot even get the bare minimum. And it's been going on for so long. It's just, it's, it's a reflection of slavery. It's, it's just, it's, 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 it's so deep. It is, it, it's yeah. so deep. They exotic, they, we're the exotic other, right? People want your hips. They want, they want your waist. They want your lips. They want all of that. But they don't want the struggle that comes along with it. And nor do they want to advocate for you on behalf of your struggle. So many people waited to mm. come to Breonna Taylor's aid as far as speaking out on the subject. Because they wanted to wait and make sure that there was nothing else that could be said about her. The woman mm. was, a, she's, she was very young. Very, mm. very, very young. Um, she just. It's she was social media active and savvy, and you know she she made a post um, 
if I'm not if I'm not incorrect, I can't wait to see what 2020 has for me. Mm. And the girl, she was about a year younger than me. And she does not get to see this year because someone came into her home because they thought that she was weak-minded enough to allow someone to be running drugs through her home. Mm-hmm. Not because you had actual proof or anything like that. You falsified documents. People can... Uh, someone who represents the system could lie and scheme. Mm-hmm. And they won't even hold them accountable for that. Even th- And it cost, it cost her, her her whole life. That is... It's really, really sickening to me. And I don't want to say anything bad about a certain someone who just, you know, came out in support of her. But it, 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 you can see how people, like, they don't want to, they didn't want to get involved with it. They wanted to step back and stay away from it. Um, yeah. It, it's just like, why? Yeah. Because, and this is not to, to diminish or belittle George Floyd's situation, but people were jumping on it, yeah. jumping on it, jumping on it, jumping on it. But this woman was a first responder. She was educated. She mm-hmm. was at home asleep in her bed and was murdered, just cold-blooded murdered. And somebody did something. I don't think you have to ask yourself the question. If she was a... And, <laughs> It's a statement that's been made over and over again into so many different cases. If she was a white woman laying in her bed and the police came in on a no-knock warrant at umpteenth hour of the night and she was shot to death, would this situation be the same? Right. A question that that everyone uh, needs to ask themselves. We don't have to answer it. Everyone should just ask themselves that question. So I want to know what what do you think that we um what what does it look like for black men to come alongside black women uh or, or two part question black men to come alongside black women to help elevate because what you said was even to black men black women are a second class citizen right so that means that that the inference is that black men st- must have some uh, sphere of privilege in the in this microcosm, right? Yeah. Not not white privilege, not this grand privilege, but there's if there is a if there is a uh, separation and one is under the other, that means the hierarchy the, that black men in this situation would have some type of um, privilege. So I want to know what do you think black men could do to assist in elevating our sisters up to at least our platform, whatever platform we have, and then more broadly, what do you think? everybody else could do to assist as well what can be done what could be done we have to let go of the ideologies of masculinity i i I don't want to say let go because you have to stop being at war with someone that, that's first, because there's this internal war between black men and black women. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that there are not black men and black women like you and I right now who are yeah. about the education of our people and see no threat. You don't see any threat as me as a yeah. woman being successful. And I definitely don't see any threat as you as a man, a black man being successful. Yeah. That has to be the attitude at all times. We, 
I've had a conversation because, you know, I was really big in protesting um, because mm -hmm. no matter how much financial literacy I teach, there's still the problem that racism and discrimination keep us out of room and keep us away from opportunities, period. Mm -hmm. And that's the reality of it. But I've had, I had a conversation with a black man when I was um, after the Breonna Taylor protests where I spoke and he was telling me black women don't want to do this. Black women have the highest education rate uh, when it comes to degrees. Black women, we y'all are getting all these good jobs, but y'all don't want to be submissive. We have to let go of this ideology. That, <laughs> babe, you, you know I, how that I, don't yeah, um, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at that. Okay. That's a whole other conversation. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But um, we have to let go of an ideology that's been pushed on us by um, the remnants of slavery. Because Mm -hmm. We want this this world, this thing that slave masters had because, you know, they, they kept up a patriarchal system. You know, mm -hmm. the man was the head of the household, this, this, and that. But that is a way to live. It is not the only way to survive and to be great. Yeah. It, it's not. And a woman being successful does not necessarily mean she has to be the head and it doesn't mean she has to be the tail. You know, mm -hmm. at the same time, accepting and loving one another for who we are and standing up for one another, knowing that when we do good and we do great, you mm -hmm. do good and you do great. We have to, like, you have to take your win as my win and my win is your win, rather than yeah. it being a competition of, well, if she's got more education, then she's making more money. Mm -hmm. Let me give you a reality check. They're making you think that, but that is not the case. Right. It's, it's not the case at all. Right. Your skilled labor is a lot of times paying a lot more than my bachelor's of science in sociology. Mm. And it's just, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a constant pull for power. And I think mm. that maybe just learning to accept and push and reacting with just as much, I'm not about violence in any way, but having that same spearhead of aggression that you have when you feel like your masculinity is being threatened is the same. Um, it's the same energy you should have when a black woman is threatened, regardless of you, regardless of how you feel about mm -hmm. if you feel like she's a twerker, if you feel like she got an OnlyFans, if you feel like um, she got too many degrees, if you feel, and there's really someone who has a problem with a woman in any one of those things. You know, we just gotta yeah. learn love our black women. I don't know what bringing them on the platform looks like and yeah. sharing that platform. I don't know what the what that looks like. I can't give yeah. you that right now because I, I don't think I've ever really seen it. You know? Mm -hmm. So um, I just I feel like you're just going to have to defend each other yeah. equally. I want to so, say I want I want to say something. We are coming up on, on the time. We're running up against yeah. the clock here. <laughs> uh, the reason I chuckled when you said submissive uh, I want to I want to flesh that out because what I do think a lot of men uh, that that say that especially if we're talking about it in the black community um, me personally this is just my opinion I think it stems from uh, uh, scriptures in the Bible right when it talks about the submission of a woman and mm -hmm. so everybody that knows knows I am a follower of Christ I love Jesus with everything not denying it gonna shout it from the rooftops and what okay. I um, you want to have church yeah. you want to have church Oh, we, have we can have church all day long. Baby, don't play with me. Uh, <laughs> but I think what's so interesting, especially what I tell females and, you know, in my conversations with some guys, I'm like, 
you know, when we talk about this idea of submission, it's so interesting that men always want to talk about the scriptures when it's when it's in relation to the woman uh, submitting to the man, right? But they never want to push into the very next scripture after it. After it. Which, okay, so we're right, right, right. Which it, which it talks about. Okay, wives be submissive to your husbands, and husbands love your wives like Christ loved the church. Okay, well then, for those that are not Christians or those that don't read the Bible, what then does that mean? Christ died for the church. So what the Bible is actually telling us is, as men, I'm not even on the women in submission because it's not what we think it is. Submission is not subservient. Being being under them. That is not what submission is. That's what men want, or some men want when they say that. But if the Bible instructs you to, as a man, to love your wife like Christ loved the church, that means to die for her. That means to die to yourself and your ego for your woman. So it's like that's why I chuckle because it's like, uh, like it's such a a misapplication of scripture. And what you really what you really want is a servant. That's what you're saying, and that ain't what sis is about. But so, you. Have- Look at how Christianity was introduced to the African-American community. It was introduced mm-hmm. during slavery. And mm-hmm. even from that time, their women were subservient. They were considered second class. They were considered mm-hmm. less than the beatings, the rapes. I mean, women's rights were definitely a needed thing. But that's what they saw. So that's what they believed that mm-hmm. that means. You know, and so and and let's push it in. We, we, like I said, we're gonna push up against the clock. Let's push into that as well because that's another. Again, talking to men and women, it's like y'all do know like Christianity was around prior to slavery, right? So like what the white people at that time did in the guise of Christianity is not what it's about, and so that is a, a totally whole I could I could talk about this for two hours like I mean on and on and on because sound like you got another topic for another episode. I, I low key do have another uh, another episode because there are, there is so much mis misunderstanding of what it was about and then even what happened at that time and I know a lot of people especially black people are pushing away from the church and calling it a white man's religion I'm like technically it's not it's just some white people used it the wrong way and but anyway Sabrina thank you so much for being here <laughs> Because we're going to be here all day if I get to talking about God. Nah, right. you know, I love me some Jesus. But I thank you so much for being here. I thank you for having this conversation. I'm loving what you're doing. I'm loving seeing your growth and just, you know, uh, teaching our people about financial literacy because that is definitely needed. It's not something that's taught in schools. It's not something that is uh, traditionally passed down from generations because traditionally the generations before us didn't know what to do either. So it I think it's... It's to talk about money. Yeah, yeah. I think it's great what you're doing. I'm loving it. Is there anything you want to leave us with? Uh, the, the floor is yours to, to close us out. Uh, one, arrest Breonna Taylor's murderers. Um, okay. Today, please, by dinner time. Give Miss Harris her props and give her her praise where her praise is due. Remember that there is an alternative. And if you're okay with that alternative, then by all means, continue to feed into it. And you should be, and you will be held accountable for your actions and your thoughts and the energy that you put out. Third, um, please go follow at said Sabrina on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, Can you spell that for us? <laughs> well, I almost forgot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's at S A Y I T S A. B R I N A. 
That's the Facebook. And for Instagram, there is a underscore between say it Sabrina. So say underscore it underscore Sabrina. Um, tune in to my Money Tip Mondays. Um, start watching me next Friday for Financial Fridays as I'm the official financial advisor for Home Growth Podcast. Yes. Um, be on the lookout for me coming to a city near you for a budgeting and a credit seminar. The credit seminar, I'll also be handing out um, letters to help you send out to the um, debt collectors to and the credit bureaus to get your credit right. So some people are out there charging for that. I'm trying to give that away for free. Also, please feel free to donate to my GoFundMe. Our goal is to raise $250,000. So $10 goes a long way. Uh, $15 helps me make a whole packet and uh, have some gas money to get to people to give them that information. Perfect, perfect. We're definitely going to try to uh, include some of these links in the description fields of the podcast and of the YouTube. Thank you again, Miss Black Texas. Thank you all for listening on the podcast. Thank you for watching if you're on YouTube and other streaming services. This has been The Q with Q with me, your host, Quentin R. Giles, and I will see you next time.